Here we are, day 14 of our Romans reading plan. Brad White again with us. Thank you for being here, our men's pastor. Yeah, excited to be back. The uh, you know, as we kind of get deeper into uh, uh, Romans, or at least the reading plan, you know, we've we've asked you to share a little bit about your family, a little bit about yourself, and and you did so so graciously and gracefully. I guess that's the same thing, gracious, graceful. Um, but there is a, a, I think there's something super fascinating about you, about the role that you're in, and uh, would you mind sharing that with? Uh, with our listeners today. This yeah. is a really cool thing. So I respect you. You're sharp. You're a leader. You're organized. You uh, kill it in all things that you do. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so the the short version of a very long story is uh, I have dyslexia, and that's something that a lot of people don't know about me. Obviously, in my role, teaching, preaching, there's a lot of reading that's yeah. required. Yeah, well, and, and you have books. You, you've written books. What yeah. are the titles of those books? Yeah, I have two books. I have a 365-day devotional called Make Today Count, and then I have a book called The Little Book on the Big Lie of Pornography, specifically addressing the ep- epidemic of, of pornography. And, and that's an amazing thing, and I think that that's really cool. Now, uh, you shared with me one point in time about your book, The 365-Day uh, uh, Devotional or whatever. Uh, you know, and and that was pulled from things that you were sharing on social media, and you yeah. kind of went in a little more depth. But you also shared how you kind of like you would write these devotionals, whether it's through um, voice memo. Yeah, or... typically every day it was the process of kind of spending time in God's Word myself and just experiencing Him and getting some sort of revelation of what I felt like the focus should be for the day and what he was leading me to. And then, yeah, it was just a voice memo. And so from there, I would take the voice memo, run it through a uh, system called Grammarly, which is an online software that does some editing. And then from there, send it to my mom, bless her soul. Yeah. And she would read them every day and, and shoot them back to me. So, I think that's so yeah. special and so beautiful. I really do, man. When I heard that, I was like, bless my heart. It's like a, such a sweet thing, not, not just relationally for your, for you and and a memory that you'll always have and she'll always have. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're in Romans 8. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's vulnerable. But I think that that just even uh, amplifies the uh, uh, how God uses us, you know. Um, uh, we, we all have uh, things that we deal with and things to overcome. And, and you know, uh, you're killing it, man. Super proud. And so today you're, you're uh, in Romans 8, uh, reading verses 1 through 17. I'm going to go ahead and read through those verses real quick. Uh, uh, the title of this uh, chapter, this section is Life Through the Spirit. Verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. 
You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in His glory. Your voice is smooth like jazz. Oof. So even if I didn't have dyslexia, hey, man, I would have had you read that because oh, it was just so well done. Beautiful. So well done. Beautiful. What you got for us? Man, so I just want to spend some time kind of breaking down some of these verses and really trying to draw out some of the main points. And then I want to spend the bulk of our time focusing on verses five through seven. So in your own time, I would encourage you to go back, read these verses again, and look at these summaries that I'm going to give you and kind of see how they line up and how they're broken down. So... I've kind of looked at these 17 verses and separated them into four sections that I think we can draw out some truth from. The first is in verses 1 through 4. If you go back and read those, what you're going to see is the Holy Spirit and the provision from condemnation that we face and how we are unable to fill the law. And so God did through Christ what we could never do on our own. And then breaking down five through eight, what you'll see is really why walking in the flesh, we can never please God. And this is what we're going to unpack um, in more detail in just a second. Verses nine through 11, let us see why walking in the spirit will please God. And so then in summary, verses 12 through 17 are Paul's words of application. Because of the truth that we've heard, here's how we can walk it out or or live it out. I don't know about um, you guys listening, but I'm a person of, of habit. I tend to drive the same way to work every single day. And for the past five years, I've driven by this one piece of property and it's for sale. And four to five years ago, this piece of property was really well manicured and you know kind of drew your attention. But as time has gone by, this piece of property has become unmanaged. It's become uncared for. This short grass is now filled with small trees and and bushes, and it's really become a breeding ground for, I'm sure, all sorts of different types of of weeds. And as the property stands currently, it really wouldn't be good for, for anything. And so this got me thinking about this verse, this passage. Really, the things that we grow in our hearts and minds are the same way if they're left unmanaged. Anger, unmanaged, can turn into resentment, rage, rage, and then ultimately into hate. Our desires can turn into lustful thoughts, and those lustful thoughts can turn into lustful actions. Our minds and our hearts left unmanaged will only breed things that really point to death and not to life. 
So starting here in verse 5, this is really where I want to camp. It says this, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by flesh is hostile to God, and it does not submit to God's law, nor can it. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So the question for us today that I want us to ponder and kind of think about and meditate on today is who or what is governing your mind? Are you walking in your flesh? Are you allowing your mind to be overrun with selfish ambition, unhealthy responses, or are you allowing God to really groom your pride, to groom your anger, and to cover your insecurities? The challenge for us today is to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to guide us and to manage us as we struggle through these different areas of the flesh, and that we would have those areas begin to die, and that Christ would become alive within us. This, of course, is really easier said than done. Each of us have our defaults, and we have things that we're likely to be drawn to, and if left unmanaged, are going to get out of hand. And so today, I would ask that you would begin to pray to God and ask Him to show you these areas where you are letting your flesh govern instead of letting the Spirit rule your mind. And so how can you begin to do that today? I think it starts with asking God to begin to show you, to begin to search you, to begin to know your heart and your mind, and to show you areas where you're falling to your flesh, and then ask Him to fill your mind with His Spirit and begin to walk in the Spirit. Because what we know is that the mind governed by the Spirit is and will bring a life of peace. Brad, thank you so much. Again, another great word. Thank you for your time and thank you for your vulnerability today. Absolutely. All right. I'll see you both. Thanks, man.